This is for all the girls who grew up without strong geek role models to help them discover their geek dreams. For everyone who's ever been quizzed about their video game knowledge because both have plays. Geek Hearing is working to bring female identifying geeks into the prime to be the role models, dreams, and voices. About to show these boys how we do it. Higher, further, faster, baby. It's not about deserve. I'm not an owl! A girl has no name. There is something supernatural at work here. It's about what you believe. Did I stop on your mom? The Guardian Leviosa. From now on, you do as I do. May the odds be ever in your favor. Are you ready for this? Are you ready for this? Welcome to Geek Hearing, a critical geek culture podcast where we talk the good and the bad parts of being a chick in a male-dominated environment. Hi, my name is Monica, and with me today is my lovely, amazing, glorious, five-year-haired over in Canada with um, a very short tank top. That's the wrong word. But anyway, co-host Amanda. Hi, Amanda. How Hi, are Monica. you doing? Um, feeling embarrassed. Do you think that my boobs are on display? Is that what's happening here? No, you can't even see them. Display. There's a microphone in the way. You know, I just said it's a short tank of what I mean is you had short straps, but that I couldn't figure it out and I couldn't make it happen. So I'm like, like spaghetti whatever straps? the fuck. Yes, yeah, spaghetti straps. I couldn't. Okay. I have words issues. You have words issues. Yes. Yes, you do. How are you today? Other than words issued. <sighs> I'm very often words issued. Also, um, as I said two minutes ago, I'm a hot mess today. Other than that, I'm doing fine. Um, it's been a proper regular Tuesday. Um, and yeah, that's that's what's happening. We have a very, very big audience today on our stream, which is just, just very irritating and slightly uh, worrying considering that we talk about what we talk about today. I... I, yes, definitely, I know. I literally just <laughs> said to you before we even came live on Twitch, I was like, I'm feeling imposter syndrome about recording an episode imp about imposter syndrome. And <laughs> now I'm like, okay, we just got raided by 129 people. <laughs> it's no problem at all whatsoever, fine. right? Totally fine. Yeah, we're doing the it's thing. Like, <laughs> it's 2020 GIF all over with the dog in the fire. It's fine. It's fine. 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 Hey, it's everyone. Fine. Welcome to the shit show of imposter syndrome. Welcome to the shit show of Symposta. See, that's where we start. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> oh, my God. So, imposter syndrome. Monica, we know imposter what, syndrome super well. What is it? Why do we know it? And why are we talking about it? All of the questions. All of the questions. <sighs> so, like, imposter is syndrome? Let's talk like super basic. <laughs> it's like when you feel like an imposter in an industry, like you feel like you don't belong, like everybody else around you is smarter and better and does the things way, way more intelligently than you do and belongs there more. And you just like show up and you're like, hi, hi, I do shit too. Hi, I'm here too. I do shit too. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. That just spoke so deeply to my heart. I do shit too. <laughs> Money does stuff. Too. I do stuff. <laughs> I do loads of stuff, not very great, but I do the stuff, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's not only something that you experience in a professional level. It's also on a, on a personal, like even with family stuff, with societal stuff, there is, there are so many things that can trigger this imposter syndrome for you, for me, for probably everyone. And according to our poll, which was very interesting, which we did on Twitter. Um, we asked if people ever had imposter syndrome. And 61% of these people said yes, frequently. 
5.1% said no, never. And if you person are in the audience, please let us know because I want to know how you do it. <laughs> um, 25.6 people, no, 0.6 percent percentage of the audience, audience <laughs> um, says sometimes. And there are a few, 7.7% who say, what's imposter syndrome? Maths. And I'm like, is that like a genuine question? Like, what's imposter syndrome? Like, I've never heard of this before. Or is it like, what's imposter syndrome? I (laughs) never get that. (laughs) You posted the poll. (laughs) Well, yeah, but I'm like, as looking back on it and interpreting it, and I'm like, my question was, I'm like, is it because people are, are genuinely like, what is imposter syndrome? I do not know what this concept is. Explain it to me. Or is it like, hello, I'm being sarcastic. What's imposter syndrome? I never get that. And it's only like looking back on the poll now that I'm thinking, huh, maybe that was See, my, my sarcasm would read it like, what's imposter syndrome? Ha ha. I pretend as if I didn't know what imposter syndrome means, but actually I experience it all the fucking time. That's what my sarcasm would read out of that question. So yeah, yeah maybe the question was questionable. Questionable yeah. question. So we have a questionable question in our poll about imposter syndrome, which, you know, is standard, really. Emikano Suke in chat said, surely if they didn't know, they'd look it up before answering. Maybe. I mean, maybe in theory, that would be something that people would do. But there are also people who just don't give a shit and just don't Google things and just answer questions. I know it's hard to imagine that there are people who act like that, but they exist. I met them and they are a pain in the ass sometimes. (laughs) Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> these people exist i'm not one of them i'm a googler i'm like what the hell is that and i'll look it up and then i'll be like if i've never heard of it i'm always like well probably not i don't i don't i don't know that so no yeah but, for yeah. sure anyways my answer to this poll for myself personally was sometimes because sometimes like i war between two sides of myself i'm like i am the coolest most awesome best person ever and also I'm the best ever. Like I'm just legit. Like if, if somebody's talking and I'm like, what do you mean? I'm an absolute delight. Like part of that is like sarcasm. And part of that is like, I actually think that I'm the most fucking delightful person in the world. Uh, but then there's other times that I'm like, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Why am I here? How am I in this room with all these amazing, brilliant, phenomenal people? And I'm just like, hi, what am I doing here? <laughs> uh... I don't even know what to say to that. I definitely answered with yes frequently. I even see it, I think, where I answered because I'm looking at it from my account. And I did say yes frequently because that's basically what I think is going on. Like, I I totally see what you say. And I do have that too that I'm thinking or that I'm, especially when when it's work-related or some some kind of them, looking at things people do and I'm like, I could do this in the way I could do this way better. Or I'm like, um, you get paid so much more money for giving for doing such a shit job. And I'm like, and I'm sitting over sitting here earning the little bits and pieces that I earn, which I immediately throw out of the window because I do that's what I do. Um and other people make like six, six figures or whatever. And it took me three years to kind of remotely get to what I earned before. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. I'm I'm like, why, why, what, why? But then I'm sitting here and I'm, I'm like, yeah, but there are so many people that know shit so much better than I do. And I'm just all really just dabbling around and doing shit all the time and, and, and doing like, uh, I don't know. It's just that, that you, and that the comparison night is really, really strong with this one. <laughs> 
it's like I'm I'm looking at other things and I see all the things that they are so much better that look so much better that I can't do and I'm like they are already of course nobody wants to to hire me or work with me or do things with me because I'm just a fucking idiot um the only thing I don't have imposter syndrome about is my humor because that's I think something that I'm like if you don't think I'm funny then that's your fucking problem and not mine <laughs> that's not really where I do have imposter syndrome uh, but everything else yeah pretty much what the fuck um do feel like and and be, and it's often because i've never worked in an environment that was super professional like like not where you would from the outside perceive this as super super professional but then my question is what even is that like what even is what even is the norm and what even is the i don't know what is perceived as the ultimate thing because there is always one more thing that's better than than the thing before Yes, imposter syndrome. Um, Beata is making a good point that it's um, actually not a syndrome, like it's not a diagnosable syndrome of that kind. Um, not I yet. Have a- like, Go ahead. Not yet. <laughs> I'm just saying, and I'm not saying that it will, um, you know, make its way into diagnosable <clears throat> syndromes. However, like mental health and, and society and words are always changing and meanings are always changing. And maybe it will be because I feel like it might be a fairly new phenomenon um, that people are increasingly experiencing imposter syndrome. So it very well might become an official syndrome. I was in Rob Does Music Stream on yesterday, Monday, sometime this last week this week i don't know what is time what is life i don't know um and glenarini came and talked weirdly enough a bit about the behavioral behavioral science and how actually people who don't know or uh, who, who are bad at something think they're great at something and i mean that's actually scientifically proven and that's not just random knowledge that we all experience every day but people who are shit at something um are not aware that they're shit at something and think they're the best. And people who are actually good at something know that there is so much more to learn, which is why they think they're so they're way, way worse than they actually are, which would mean that it all speaks for us that we do have this imposter syndrome. It still doesn't help me get over it. <laughs> That's a really interesting conversation, actually, and something to talk about, because I do see that for sure. Like people, and it's, reminds me of when I was a teenager and you know there was this saying going around that like teenagers know everything you know teenagers feel like they know everything that's going on they are at the peak of their game and like they don't need to learn anymore and then you like hit your 20s and you're like I don't know shit or like you know as you age and it's because like when you are new in this thing whatever the thing is if it's a teenager you're new in this thing called life and you're like yeah i'm owning this like i got this all figured out and then you just realize as you grow older you're like "Mm, i don't really have this all figured out and it's okay and i think like it's very relatable to professional life industries um whatever kind of hobbies you have it's like Yes, uh, as a newbie, you're like, yeah, look, I'm, I'm, I own this. Like, that's fucking awesome. Like, woohoo! And then, as you get more talented in it, you're like, ah, there's so much more to learn. There's so much out there. There's like, look at all these people that are way ahead of me. Like, oh my goodness, am I ever gonna get there? I don't belong in the same room with them. I don't belong in this conversation. And then you see the people below you who are like. Huh. I'm the best. And then you're like, are they the best? I'm not sure. <laughs> are they actually the best? Do they know something I don't know? Uh, I'm not really sure. <laughs> um, yeah, I just feel like I've 
went on a rant there. So it's totally fine. Um, Sigawa Sapphire basically said the thing I talked about and she is called Dunning Kruger effect. And I forgot what it was called, but uh, yes, that's what um, Glenarini also said that it, that it, that it is. Pieta says imposter complex actually has multiple common threads. One of them is people who have it, who have it usually have a high sense of integrity and because of that feel the way they do. Um, and someone else before said, say, say, so I can't even English anymore, said it has to do with self-confidence uh, too as well, basically. Oh, and self-esteem issues for sure. Self-esteem, that was it. Mm -hmm. Couldn't think, couldn't find the word anymore. Gemma says that imposter syndrome is also related to systemic oppression. When you are part of a marginalized group, for example, women, trans folks, people of color, disabled folks, etc., you are held to a different standard and have to work harder anyway. So it really feeds into imposter syndrome. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. Even just having this conversation is, is I'm feeling like, like the imposter syndrome, like who am I to be talking about this? Which is what? wild. Uh, even having this conversation, I'm like, who am I to be talking about imposter syndrome? But then I'm sitting here and I'm like, well, who are you not to be talking about imposter syndrome? Why not you? Why not you and Monica? That is a very fair point. <laughs> <laughs> you were asking a few questions in the Twitter thread that we were um, posting as well. Which a few of them I didn't understand because words are really tricky. <laughs> At least one yes. of them I didn't understand. Um, but people are really intense, like really like gave us so many good questions, uh, so many good answers. Yeah, this is like the most, I, people love to talk about this. Like people, this is something that I think especially people in our generation are really feeling really passionate about, um, you know, one way or the other. Like they're either really feeling it, like I know Sagawa Sapphire said earlier in the chat, like feeling this related 800%, um, mm. you know, and then there's people like somebody who replied to our poll who's like, you know, I just, I, I don't have imposter syndrome because I just stopped giving a shit about what other people think. And I'm like, I love that because like, that's super mm. true. It's one way that you definitely could do it. Um, and it's like you, there's so many, it, it's such, it's just, it's so common, I think, especially in the online space and on, online communities. And I'm not saying it doesn't exist in like your workspaces either. Um, but it's only something that I think I've really started feeling when I moved to working online and moved to like having this podcast. Um, and Twitch channel and book club and all the things that we're doing. And I'm like mm. just feeling it more and more and more as probably as we already established, like <laughs> growing more confident in the space as well. It's like, oh, this is just highlighting all the parts that I still need to work on, still need to learn about, still need to improve on. But that doesn't mean that we don't belong here to be talking about it in the first place. Mm. I mean, but putting it to, to like, what you mentioned before that the, that the person said, I don't give a shit about what people say anymore. The thing is that imposter syndrome is not something that comes up because people tell you you can't. Uh, yes, it comes up because people like um, historically and societally told you that you can't do anything. But I don't think that only people who experience that experience imposter syndrome in a way. I mean, there are still some people out there who are like, what the fuck? I'm the absolute fucking best. Um, but yeah, I, I that's not always generally because the way they said it would assume and would kind of say it kind of be like yeah well i i don't i got get rid of all the societal structures and all shit like that and that's why it never happens to me it does still happen to you because it's something that comes from you as well from inside from, from yourself and not necessarily constantly from what is coming from the outside because nobody is necessarily telling me i can't do the shit that i do people tell me i can do the shit that i do but it still doesn't mean i feel comfortable in the way um where it's going on and all of that 
Yeah, I definitely agree. Um, like an imposter syndrome, imposter complex, whatever, however we're going to talk about it today. Like it definitely is an internal thing for me. It's not like anybody has ever turned around and said to me like, Amanda, you don't belong here. Because I would be very angry. I'd be like, fuck you. I belong here. And then I would if get like really- If people tell me that more, I would be more like, fuck this shit. I'm going to prove you fucker wrong because that's mainly what's <laughs> triggering my, 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 my response when I'm like, you tell me I can't do shit. Watch, watch this, watch this space watch and watch me. your ass and <laughs> hold and my beer. Watch me. Hold my beer. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely agree with that. Like you t tell me I can't do something. <sighs> Famous last words. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> low, there's so much going on in chat I just go through a few of those things um, yeah. um, Frasley mentioned that in the BIPOC space um, creators are being attacked and they have to work so much harder to get and they don't even get the proper recognition so they do deserve the recognition and but they and they already work harder than most 100% um, for sure that their racism is strong in this um, world unfortunately and it's just really really sad that we have to work through this and it's our job also as white people to um, be a proper ally and not just try to cover all of this shit under the rock but actually stand up and do shit and and not only watch shit happen but actually um, actively be anti-racist instead of just not in involved at all mm -hmm. Gemma said we were told for years that the that we would understand when we were older and now we're older and don't have the same hubris um, and ego of the generations who told us that which really compounds the sense that um we have no idea what we're doing oh that is so true so like true. I do remember and that is really personal um well not really personal that's just a personal anecdote from myself my brother is 13 years older than I am and I remember so vividly in my head that we were sitting around the dinner like the dinner table once or lunch or whatever and we all had ate together anyway um and I was very as you said before when you're young you think you're always right and you have the right things to say and all of that and I was sitting there and I was 16 and so he was 29 and I was on a good look I quick maths um and I got on a super random was super emotional because I can do that sometimes <clears throat> and he was like basically he told me to my face that what I said was bullshit and that I can't be taken seriously and that is something that I still remember to this day that's that and I just walked wa walked off and walked into my room because I was like how dare you say that whatever I say doesn't matter and not that he ever intended to be mean to me in that way but that's just something that sticks with you still that that despite you having a strong opinion and and thinking you're knowing what you're saying you still perceive as someone who doesn't know what they're talking about um tom says the world is so connected now though you just have to look on social media perhaps someone that is doing something similar similar to you and you can perceive they are doing things better than you but social media in many cases we are always trying to show the best part of ourselves and not the struggles here 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 mm -hmm. yeah and that's where comparisonitis comes in real strong um mm. like real 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 strong i remember a few months ago, there is this other podcast in the the geek space, um, not similar to what we're doing, but someone that I really looked up to in the space. And I was like, you know, um, really respecting this person, what they're doing with their podcast. And then in their discord, they started talking about their download numbers. And they were very excited because for the first time ever, they hit 500 downloads in a month. And I was like, oh, we do that really regularly. Maybe we're like, we're not this as dissimilar as I thought we were like I, I had her like her and her podcast on this pedestal that I was just mm -hmm. like wow she's amazing and like yes yeah, she is amazing but it made me be like we're amazing too <laughs> like <laughs> it, 
was just like a really humbling moment where I was like, oh, okay. I have such a hard time with numbers and we have the conversation all the time. It's just the numbers do absolutely zero for me. Mm -hmm. It's like, I know that we all get excited and we post when we have a good download numbers, but I have no relation and I have no comparison to what, what, what are good download numbers? What are bad download numbers? Imagine the amount of people in one room that listen to our podcast every month. And that's just ridiculous and crazy to imagine all of those people. But still I'm like, whatever like it's great and i'm doing it and it's because i enjoy doing what we're doing i enjoy us talking about it and 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 i guess i have grown some more confidence with in the last two years where i'm like whatever i can talk about this shit and i'm more open to owning my my mistakes when i make them and i do make them a lot um and i do make them still and and i always that's the thing i hated about my previous boss basically when they were just couldn't just could not admit that they couldn't do something and that's what made me lose the respect for the person because I'm like you hired me to do things better than you can do them you're the boss you don't need to know everything you just need to hire the right people to do the right job and that's me and that's not you you're a carpenter that's what you learned that doesn't mean that you can't do anything else but I came with the expertise that I have to make something out of this but when you come over and talk over me and step on me well not not literally but you know um (laughs) no um and then tell me what the fuck to do and move something a centimeter to the right when i'm like this is just so you can have the last say in all of this then that's what makes makes me lose a respect for some person when they just can't um, can't admit that that they've made a mistake that they've done something wrong and that they're net not the very best at something so and that's why i'm trying to be more like of course i have the first initial feeling of like what the fuck do you mean i, I of course i'm right uh and especially in a relationship that's that's a whole different ball game because there i'm absolutely 100 always right and i'm never wrong <clears throat> <laughs> heard it here first but i'm just trying to be more aware of when i do make a mistake and then say i'm really sorry that that i did that or i've done that and that that happens um so yeah Beata said that um, Tanya Geisler talked about imposter complex in the quiet rebels podcast and she had really great analysis where it comes from Bailey said, you're both clever and opinionated women who are politically active and considerate to the world around them. And you both just admitted that you suffer from imposter syndrome. You're exactly the people who should talk about it. It's great to share your views and opinions and to start a conversation. Oh, Bailey. Bailey. <sighs> yeah. And then there's also this. Okay. There's also this side of me and I'm admitting it here because this is a safe space. This is a podcast. We're talking about imposter syndrome and everything goes, everything is okay. So I feel safe to talk about this and it's a little bit egotistical because there are times when I have that teenager complex where I'm like, you know, I know my shit. Like I, I am very good at this. And then I feel like I shouldn't feel as confident as I do feel like entering a space and being like, I know this shit. And like, then it makes me feel almost like I'm conceited in a way by admitting that I actually am like quite skilled or confident or comfortable talking about something. And then it makes me feel like it's, it's almost like imposter syndrome that I don't have imposter syndrome about something. (laughs) (laughs) That is very meta. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think it's very, I don't don't at all think it's ego- egotistical. I think it's something that we've learned um, to 
we haven't learned to properly own our successes. Uh, and especially, I do think, especially also as women, and as Gemma before said, marginalized groups in general, um, we have had to fight for the place that we're at because people have been constantly talking down on us. So it's not something that is celebrated when, 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 when we have success in some, one way or the other. It's because, I don't know, because we had... I don't know, a man who took care of us while we were doing it or 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 it is because we had some other huge privilege or because we showed our boobs, which I don't do and you don't want to see it, um, or because we, we did whatever. Um, and these are all the reasons why we're successful, not because we're good at that, but because of so many other things that are not related to uh, what we're actually good at. And that's why I think it feels so foreign to be out there and be like, I'm owning this. I'm amazing. I'm 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 the absolute fucking best. Um, and that's I think that that is why I think you feel uncomfortable, even though because you don't feel uncomfortable, because you know that you should be feeling uncomfortable. And this is, I suppose, why why it's like what it's a whole like explosion in your brain. Yeah, and there's so many different layers that like like avenues and roots to everything because it's like I know my shit but I feel like I shouldn't know my shit and because I know my shit but I've there's this like part of me that's like you shouldn't like be so confident about this like don't be so cocky and it's just like so then it's almost down talking to yourself and it's just a really weird cycle it, it obviously it's not everything like of course I still have imposter syndrome about like many 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 areas of my life but then in the, those situations where I, I'm like I have the imposter opposite of imposter syndrome and I was like oh but um I should maybe I'm that's not the opposite of imposter syndrome maybe that's just life maybe it's good and healthy to have a good confidence about the things that you know and do and I don't say maybe I mean it's a good thing that you have the confidence to be feel good about what you do so and I think it's a hard it's hard work to get to a place like this because especially if you're very insecure and I'm generally super fucking insecure about 90% of the things, 99% of the things I do. And it's just, it's hard work to not feel like that. So this is actually an achievement for you that you don't experience this. I wonder if a lot of that actually comes down to the fact that I don't have an inner voice. So I don't actually have this like constant negative voice, like talking away in my ear or whatever, because it's something that I noticed doing a lot of inner work, like with, uh, I know that there was a group of people I was involved with a few years ago that was working through the artist's way. And it was like talking about your inner critic. And I'm like, I don't have an inner critic because like I, do, I don't have a, this inner voice that talks to me constantly. So I'm like, I wonder if not having that actually makes my brain not be so hypercritical of myself all the time this is again the fucking in a monologue conversation and i yeah. still can't wrap my head around how the fuck people don't hear themselves talking their head all the time because that's what's going on in my brain 99.999 percent of the time except when i'm sleeping and then i'm dreaming bullshit so i'm like i am talking about like i have proper conversations in my head about everything and that's why i also don't write you down and we have talked about this before mm -hmm. so i'm like that's me and those those voices and that sounds way wrong way different but those that me inside my brain is telling me all the things obviously even though they are not actually happening like it's not something that is um 
part of reality. So when I'm walking through the stores, people don't actually point and fingers at me at me and tell me how fat my ass is and how uh, how the fuck am I even allowed out of the house uh, looking like a pig like that. That's never happened to me in real life. It did happen, like, but but my brain thinks this is what's going on, and that's how how it operates on that level, basically. Um, so. That makes total sense when you say that you don't have that. That you that's maybe easier for you to get out of that that uh, imposter syndrome situation, basically. Yeah, I mean that's that's probably a pretty pretty big reason why I don't suffer from it as much as, for for example, you. Um, because like I know you've told me before, like how horrible your inner critic is to yourself, and I'm just like I I don't I don't have one. And then, but then, <laughs> then I go, oh, should I, I, I have, have one? <laughs> should I, ha- I should have an inner critic, shouldn't I? Like, I should have a voice te- in my head telling me how should I am. Um, so then no. I, um, That's but I don't, you like, I just to don't. <laughs> That's great. I'm so excited for you. Um, Let me just go also back to a bit of what chat said. Uh, Mikanosuke said, I feel if I fail to hit the minimal standard I have for myself and start thinking, how could I get something like that wrong? It's easy to fall into, into this mindset. Yeah, I totally. But then the question for me from my end is, is it even something that is, because that's something that I know for myself, right? Um, and with a lot of things where I'm like, I'm going to set myself that goal. And then I'm already thinking, I'm like, if I lowball that goal, then I'm already in my brain already I already know that's bullshit and that's not really an achievement because that goal is so, and the bar is so low that, I mean, even a turtle can crawl over it if it wanted to. And and then I automatically set my bar so high that I can obviously never reach it. And even though I think I should manage it, I should be able to manage that and I should be able to do this. And then obviously I can't because that's nowhere near what I'm in this moment or in this situation capable of. Um, and then it's automatically where you fall into the trap of I'm shit anyway and I can never pull things through and I, and then I can never never get things right, basically. Um, which I think is then easy to fall into that trap. Yeah, I can see like it would be a lot easier to fall into that trap like with a voice constantly talking to you in your head, especially if it's down talking to you, um, for sure. Mm-hmm. Rob does music, who does music on Twitch, by the way, and you should check him out because he's amazing, says he feels the imposter syndrome more, the more intangible the thing you are doing is. I don't feel it at all. Uh, I don't feel it at work at all because there is e- uh, there it's easily easily measurable if I'm good or not. On the other hand, for something like performing music on Twitch, it's very subjective if people perceive you as good or not, and it's easier to doubt yourself. I mean, but then on the other hand, Rob, you do have, if you would suck at what you're doing, then you wouldn't have people to watch you do it. And then it's something at the same time where I'm like, numbers really don't say, it shouldn't say shit about anything, but at the same time, they do say shit about something. But it's then easy to fall into that social media trap of the more followers, the better, the more comments, the better, the more likes, the better, the blah, 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 the better. Um, which I don't have an answer to how we could get out of this, basically. Yeah, social media is like one of those things that it's super harmful. Um, Like when we're chasing likes and chasing follows and chasing like those view counts. Um, But then it's also, there's a lot of healthy parts of social media as well because, um, and it's not about the validation, but it's about sharing with other people and, and making community and meeting friends and like 
when people like yeah when people say you're, you're you're great like that does feel really good but it's not like it doesn't have to be about the harmful parts of those like likes and shares and follows and all that shit um not not that they're they're not appreciated because they totally are um <laughs> but um but yeah like there's definitely good parts of putting your life out there on social and twitch and all all, all the casts. social media all, all the socials yeah all the social medias yeah all the socials. for sure um so when we put up the poll yesterday on twitter about um having imposter syndrome and like you know the vast majority of people have experienced it at some point or another um like 86 87 percent of people have at one point experienced imposter syndrome this is of the 39 votes that we got mm-hmm. um and we had some really amazing conversations from like past guests, from future guests, um, from people in this chat, from people that I've known for 20 years. Like uh, it's been, you know, quite the conversation and really insightful to see the way that people see themselves, to see, hear how they like react to moments of feeling imposter syndrome. Um, for Monica saying like, I don't understand your question about giving away your power. Um, you know, all of, all of these things, like it's really opened up a lot of conversation and a lot of insight into the way that other people think as well. So we had some, some great people like um, Molly, one of our past guests says that she experiences imposter syndrome when she's exploring new territory or rubbing up against a part of herself that hasn't been re-examined in a while. And imposter syndrome is usually a signal that she needs to have a gentle chat with her inner child and let her know she doesn't need to freak out because, yeah, yeah, super true. Um, Annie says that uh, she has it all the time, pretty much, but a notorious self-doubter when it comes to things uh, Annie pursues for most of her life. So when she does something and succeeds, she has a hard time convincing herself that she deserved it. Um, But then... Thankfully, she has a lot of lovely people around her who are slowly helping me get out of that shell and recognize that when I am successful, she deserves it. And, like, it's super true. Like, when you have people that are saying, like, you deserve the success, like, you deserve to feel this way, you deserve the happiness, like, it does help. It absolutely helps. I do. do, What you just said, I feel so deeply into my bones as well. Like, you do feel like it's not, even though you were successful, it feels like, You've done it the wrong way because there is a right way to do it. To do it, and when you get to a certain place, then you must have done this particularly in one way or the other. Like there is one way you need to do this, and you didn't do it that way, so that's why it's wrong. So you can't actually take up that space that you have and 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 be in that space because you've done it wrong. I think like the only way to do something wrong is to like for example buy followers <laughs> like when you actually just bypass and you buy followers like i feel like that's doing it wrong but otherwise it doesn't matter how you get there like if you're if you're succeeding you deserve it um like hmm. and 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 that's that like if you're if you have success if you've been recognized for your hard work if you've been like if you're feeling proud of yourself you fucking deserve that and that's like i know it's easier said than done like you might be feeling like, oh, I don't deserve to be here. Like, I don't deserve to be in this room getting recognized with all these people. But yeah, mm-hmm. you do. Somebody thought you deserve to be there. So so you own it. Just say like, yes, yes, I do. Actually, thank you. Yeah. Um, be it to ask a question previously, which I think is tying quite well to what you just mentioned, is she's saying how 
How are we feeling on the topic of what imposter complex does for you, like procrastination, perfectionism, comparison, bad boundaries, people pleasing, diminishing, etc.? This relates as well a lot to uh, the question I asked of where do you give your power away? Um, because mm -hmm. it's like when you're giving your power away, which a lot of imposter syndrome is, um, like what is the outcome of that? Like for me personally, when I'm giving my power away, when I'm feeling imposter syndrome, it comes with like a level of inactivity or boredom or like not feeling like laziness really it's like i get so overwhelmed with doing well that i kind of stop doing anything um mm -hmm. it, like does that even make sense like i just yeah. feel like like i waste time and i procrastinate and then i'm like oh the entire day is gone what did i do literally nothing um and like for me i think that that is really where my imposter syndrome shows up um, and it's where yeah. I like, I feel like I'm, I'm personally just like handing my power away. I'm like, I, here you go. Here you go. You can have it. I'm just not going to do anything because what, what if I succeed? Yeah. And if, I mean, best example is how we, how, how shit we are in our own social media content, because we're like, yay, we're doing this. We can do this. We've learned this shit. We know how to do this shit. We know how social media works. Let's do this. Yes. And then that works like two weeks. If or maybe a bit longer when we're lucky and then and then it's then that's it evaporates poof and then it's gone and that's when we start to get traction we start to get more um more things more more people being active and being more engaged because we've put in the work but then you just start to retract because something about it feels wrong and something is wrong and that's yeah what what, what beat is kind of saying it's the procrastination it's the perfect perfectionism it's blaming it on things that have nothing to do with the actual thing it's uh actually dealing with the insecurity and all of the other things are a symptom of of that like you can blame it on being a procrastinator you can blame it on being being a perfectionist or you can blame it on falling into the black hole of comparison of comparing yourself to other people but in the end what it really is it's being insecure and in, uh, about yourself and about what it is that you're doing and thinking you don't belong mm -hmm. And then everything else clearly comes with that. And for some people, the symptom is procrastination. For other people like me, it's boundaries. Um, so, yeah. So how is boundaries for you a form of imposter syndrome? How my lack of boundaries is a form mm -hmm. of imposter syndrome? When I when I compare it to things with clients, for example, I'm definitely I have no boundaries telling that I have no 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 proper capability of telling them I am not available at a certain time anymore because I need to do something for myself, for example, number one. That's how it starts. But then also at the same time, when I'm already doing something like this, for example, now I'm not actually available. Also, it's nine o'clock for me, so I'm not doing it. Is that when I see that something is coming in and I wasn't able to get it, that immediately also triggers my, I should have been able to do that because that's what they are paying me for. And that's why I need to do that. And that means because I couldn't manage to do it at the time because I was doing something else that's not even remote, remotely related to, 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 to my capability of doing it. But in my head, I should be able to have done this, um, which is why then I'm like, that's where I think the imposter syndrome for me is, is uh, coming up. And at the same time, I get super mad because I'm like, why the fuck do I just give a shit? Why do I just not not not? not give a shit about this because this is too late and I don't need to be available and I should have the proper boundaries in place where then I'm like if I would be better at my job and if I would be better I would be more organized I would be more more um 
I have would have ha would have the structure that I need in place, and I would be doing things, um, and nothing would be stressful for me. Which is also like the ideal that nothing would be stressful for me. But but clearly that that that's just an ideal that's never the case anyway. So that's for me how how boundaries are kind of like, and it that for me it's the combination of probably boundaries and people pleasing, where I'm like let me do everything for everyone all the time. <laughs> and it's also hard because I like doing things like that. I like it and it gives me, um, that. that's also my love language, right? Acts of service is my love language. I, I can't write a love letter to you because I would throw up in my mouth when I do it. And it's really hard for me to say something nice to people. And sometimes it's like really, I'm really struggling with that. But, but acts of service is how I show that I like and appreciate other people and that's also when it comes that, that's when it gets really tricky yeah I can absolutely see that and um I also really relate to what Gemma said in chat um when she said imposter syndrome really causes me to work too hard to prove myself to myself that I get burnout and then that feeds into the imposter syndrome it's a cycle and I, yeah. I relate to that um yeah. a lot for sure <laughs> Um, because it is, it is a cycle of like proving, like if, if I have a day of amazing energy and I'm like super productive and I like overexert myself and I'm like working so hard and I'm like, yes, that was amazing. I was do this every single day, but then I can't do it the next day. And then I'm like, oh, well, were you ever really that good to begin with? Like, how did, how did you have that good energy? Like yesterday, whereas today I'm mm -hmm. like, I got no energy. Like I'm, I'm good for nothing. Whereas yesterday I was like, woohoo, I'm the best. I did all this stuff you know um, <laughs> that was me getting all my shit done <laughs> that's you doing getting all your shit done <laughs> yeah yeah mm -hmm. uh yeah and then um molly replied to this question as well um she said that she's given her power away by buying into the narrative that she needs to outsource her decision making or a sense of knowing because she can't trust herself mm. and i totally see that as well um yeah. there have been times especially in the last three years that i have actually said whether to myself whether to tom whether to you monica whether to like whatever business mentor i'm like can't somebody just tell me what to do oh i like, would that's that's my end goal that's that's what i would like i would really love to drop shit on someone who then tells me what the fuck to do with with what i can do and mm -hmm. how to do it yeah. and then 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 i'm good I, I can work on that like i can be like do with that but at the same time, I do know, and that's also the reason why, like a lot of what Frazi also said in chat, it's it's if you do it for the wrong reasons, and if you do all the things for the wrong for the wrong, if you do your podcasts and if you do your streams and if you do the all the content creation that it is that you do on YouTube or whatever, if you do the thing solely for the goal that you get a huge following, that you get high numbers, and that you get a lot of money out in the end then it's not going to get you anywhere. And I'm super convinced about that because I'm thinking that is not what drives you. That can't be what drives you because if you hate, if you don't enjoy the thing that it is that you're doing, then it won't work. Like it won't, it won't be sustainable and you can't stick to it and you can't keep on doing it because all you see is the numbers and it will influence your entire being way more than if you just focus on what you enjoy because if you focus on oh i've lost two followers now on twitter or i've lost three followers now on twitch because we've talked about something that we didn't enjoy then you will fucking never get anywhere and you can't be everyone you can't be liked by everyone like i don't have an issue with with that at all like people either like me or they don't like me that's just tied to 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 
my humor i'm like you find me funny you don't find me funny if you don't that's up on you and that's not my issue um so i don't have a have a problem with people liking me or not but they like me either they like me for me or they don't like me for me and if you don't like me for me then there you go i have i have people around me that try to enjoy my company even though i'm a pain in the ass very often but you know so it's just if you do it for the wrong reasons then it won't i think it, the authenticity is the most important thing about the thing that it is that you're doing mm-hmm. it, this conversation actually reminds me of somebody and i will not name names so please nobody ask me um but there is this person that i have followed on twitter for probably one or two years who i think is a is a very nice person and they keep trying to start their own twitch channel youtube channel content creation something 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 and they change what they're doing so often because it's not working. It They don't have follows. They haven't had people viewing. And so they've changed or they stop and then they change the whole thing. They've gone from Twitch to YouTube to Mixer back to Twitch to YouTube. To, and I'm just like, that makes this down. That doesn't work anymore. But yeah, yes. I'm like, that, well, yeah, I'm just like, th- this is not the way to do it. Like, and, and it's you're chasing these follows and it's not going to happen for you this way like you just stick with one thing stop changing what you're doing and it's not about who is watching you it's about the enjoyment that you have doing the thing that you're doing Mm. Um, Mm. and it's like just very apparent for me as an observer who you know I, I know I was there at one point and now maybe I'm here and this person is still here because they keep going like this to this, this to this, this to this, like just because they haven't hit that one thing. Mm. And I'm like, mm. you don't need to hit the one thing that is going to instantly make everybody love you. Like people yeah. will love you when you love what you're doing. And yeah. I think like, pe- go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> no, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. People do smell desperation. Like they do notice when you're desperate for the follows when you're desperate for the viewers when you're desperate for 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 the love from other people people are feeling so and people notice that and it's not um and people won't come over to you just because you're shouting from the rooftops what it is that you're doing when you don't actually enjoy that you do and when you don't see where something fits or where something doesn't fit basically like there is always a time and a room for anything and if you are a good if you are connecting with people then people will start to know what it is that you're doing because you are connected to them as 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 a as a acquaintance and sometimes even as a friend and the more you can get to your own basis i think it's the 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 bit the better your foundation will become and the better your foundation will be and when your foundation is great then it doesn't matter what comes at you what 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 storm comes at you or what 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 is thrown at you because you will still be standing there on that foundation that you've built. Yeah, definitely. And I, this takes us into the second question that I asked in our imposter syndrome thread. And it was, uh, if you do, or if you don't, that's not the right question. Um, if you find yourself with imposter syndrome, do you have coping mechanisms? And Frasley replied and said that they try not to look at numbers too much. They also just get it out of their head, uh, talk with other friends, um, and they try and just do stuff and not worry about if I'm actually able to, if they're actually able to, and it helps a lot. And like it is like definitely part of coping with it by not like craving the views, not craving the numbers, not not even really concerning yourself with the numbers outside of the fact of like, oh, I, 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 I will admit like I am an observer of numbers, but it's 
not from a validation point of view. <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just laughing because Amanda is vigorously checking our stats all the time and telling telling me how many downloads we had this month, and I'm like, whatever. Yeah, it's it's not from a validation point of view, though. It's not, I swear. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. You can watch it for whatever reason you want to look at it. It's um, yeah. Gemma is uh, saying internalized capitalism tells us what we do need to be seen as worthy in the market, whether that's numbers or sales or marketability, uh, etc. It's about commodifying everything you do. Imposter syndrome can develop in the cognitive dissonance, the space between doing things because we like to do like to and doing them so other people find them worthy it tells us that if people don't like it we aren't good at it it takes our joy and turns into guilt about perceived lack of achievement definitely and that is why i am such a list writer um and this is how i answer this question because when i am feeling down and blue about myself or like feeling like i am actually totally an imposter in this industry or whatever i write down all the shit that i am good at it i'm like I am excellent at this thing and this thing and this thing and this thing. And, you know, just because maybe I'm not good at this thing doesn't mean, doesn't invalidate all the other things that I'm kick-ass at. And that's because you're a words of affirmation person and I'm not. I totally am. Just like, yeah. I can, I can, I can, does, it does nothing for me. Literally nothing. Um, people telling that, telling me nice things does nothing. It's life. I start to feel like actually, actually, Oh, sometimes I feel actually really uncomfortable. Like I notice, like I have a repulsive reflex, a repulsive emotion towards people give it, telling me how great I am. And what I do notice when I get joy of is when I see other people getting joy out of something. Like when I did the rate videos for Rick and when I did the rate video for Ben, I'm like, I see other people liking that. That's what where I'm like, oh, look, that's they, they like that. And that's what gives me some sort of joy or satisfaction is a strong word, but maybe that. Yeah. Um, and it's, but it's never because people tell me you're good at something or you're good at that. And you're, you're, you're great at what you do. And I'm just like, can we please talk about something? Fast else? forward. Yes. <laughs> because uh, it's just so hard for me to, to, to like, I don't know, accept all of that because words are just not my thing at all. But they They very much are Karina, our past guest, um, who replied uh, with some pictures as well. Um, she said that she gives herself a lot of reminders and self-compassion breaks are critical when she's overwhelmed by imposter syndrome. So she says, not listed are reminders that resilience, not perfection, is the standard for greatness and not having the knowledge yet means that I'm teachable, not stupid. And I think like that is a really important thing. Like just because maybe you don't know what it is, it's just because you don't know it yet. It's not that you are stupid or you're dumb or you're incapable of learning. Mm -hmm. It's just that it's something you don't know yet. And that's okay. They're, we're all always learning. Every single yeah. person on this earth is always learning. And if somebody says that they're done learning, they're liars. Yeah. I did like, it's something that you do get better though with, with age, I think as well, because like my 16 year old, 17 year old, 25 year old, 30 year old me, that was different too. Like, I do get more to the point of giving no shits about any of about a lot of things. Like I don't feel necessarily um <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Misbehaven says I'm done learning, I'm here to be dumb forever. 
<laughs> okay, sorry. I mean, that's a choice too. Yeah. <laughs> it, but it's learning is not ever not learning doesn't necessarily have to do with anything. Um, educational learning is also for me personal learning and growth and and learning about how to treat people and stuff like that that's not always learning is not always something that has to do with what you get what you've written in a book um <laughs> forgot how to read but i assume <laughs> i'm gonna assume you said something profound here <laughs> love it um but yeah and the older i definitely got the more i'm like i don't need to like i am part of something because I want to be and I'm part of something and people either take me there for what I am or for how I am and if they are not not they they aren't here for that then they aren't here for that I have enough people in my life that I can rely on and enough people in my life that I want to be part of their life and they're in my life and I don't need anyone in, in the fucking world and their grandmother and their aunt and their dog and their 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 neighbor's tree and whatever to be part of part of but of you who want I am their dog like to be part of it right like you really that is want a, their dog that is true. the dog I do want but dogs are yeah. great and dogs will love me because I love dogs um but yeah that's just I I did get in the older I got, the more I'm like, I don't need to deal with all that fucking drama just because I just I can't just say I don't do this shit anymore because I'm worthy enough. I, I, I value myself enough, at least for that, uh, if not for a lot of other things. I'm like, I value my time and my energy too much to deal with your bullshit. That's mainly your own bullshit and not mine. So take this somewhere, but take it somewhere else. Um because I'm not the person to deal with it now. It's it's a you problem. It's not a me problem. And I don't need to fix you. And you can fix yourself. And if you don't care about fixing yourself, then that's on you. And that's your fucking shit and not mine. Amen to that. And I mean, I, I actually kind of think that that's what the crosshair said in response to our last um, question on Twitter, which was, if you don't have imposter syndrome or used to, what advice would you give people who do suffer? And the crosshair said, stop giving a shit. That's about it. It's all mm. about realizing that none of us know what to do really. And none of our stuff is world changing outside of like two or three people. Picasso sucks in someone's eyes. So take the compliments and realize out of 6 billion people, this percent likes what I do. Yeah. That's really the reason why I do love to listen to the armchair experts because they um, talk with all these famous people, celebrities, I told They talk to all these famous people and they're like, and you think that they have it all figured out. Like you think they look great. They earn a lot of money. They do the best and they are the best, have all the best jobs and whatever. But really almost everyone is out there is thinking like, I have no idea how I got here. Um, I'm really insecure about myself. I think I have a huge nose. I hate myself, but I'm doing the thing. I don't know how I'm doing the thing, but I'm still doing it anyway. And, 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 and they still think about themselves as trash. So there is not really a point in your life where all of a sudden you're like, I figured it all out. I am happy now. Life is great. I am doing the best things that I can do and I'm doing it however I want to do it. And in the end, I do think that it's about um, becoming more comfortable with yourself, with your insecurities. And it hasn't doesn't really have anything to do with how much, I mean, of course, with all the structural oppression and all of that, but... If we start to work um, against that, we need to start with becoming a person that we would like to um, be friends with in general, I think, and that we can 
trust ourselves enough to also go out there and be like, I'm doing this now because if I'm not doing it, somebody else is doing it and or somebody else might do it differently. Or But there's enough room for all of us. And if we just not do shit all the, anymore, then the world will be a sad, sad place. That was a we- weird tangent there, but here we are. I love it. I loved it though. Um, I, I think like the most enlightened, self-assured and self-confident people are the ones that realize that they don't have it all figured out and that there's still so much more out there. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I also love the conversation that Molly and Karina, our, our guests are amazing because they're just so insightful all the time. I love like when they talk to each other as well in her Twitter threads, which Molly and Karina did. Um, Molly said, she would say that the starting point is self-awareness. Write all the thoughts down as they come without judging them. That way you can start to see what narratives are on repeat in your mind so that you can start reframing them. And Karina said, yes, your brain is good at going on autopilot, literally what it is designed to do with so many functions. So we have to deliberately interrupt the process and give it a new one to latch onto. This takes diligence and practice, but it works. And Molly replied again and said, yes, and this process looks slightly different for everyone depending on their personality type, trauma, experiences, etc. So giving yourself space for whatever that looks like. Mm. Our guests are so smart. Um, I know. It, it's amazing. We I love them. Um, and I love this conversation that they had because it is about interrupting thought patterns. If you find yourself falling into imposter syndrome constantly, it's training yourself out of it, I guess. Like it is interrupting that thought pattern. Um, Honestly, if you ask me, I would tell everyone to go, everyone to, go to therapy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because... In the end, it's not even something because even your thought patterns, they come from someplace, right? It's not often, it, and it's not even always the fact that they are based on something that you came up with on your, uh, by yourself or that you've experienced. That might be something that your parents have experienced and you've grown up next to them and you see them, how they've treated themselves and each other and that's also things uh, all things that you learn I am 100% convinced that that a lot of the things I deal with are things that are not my own but they're things that I saw my mother do and that I I I saw how my father treated her and all shit like that that's all something and that's not necessarily and that's not even that somebody actively told me that I mean that I my mother was the proudest woman like she was so proud of her children like she couldn't shout it from the rooftops enough if she could have she would have like I don't know like hired a plane if she had the money to ride it in the sky or whatever how proud she is of her kids but that still didn't do anything because the, the general and I call it energy but that's not what I mean but the general atmosphere and how the relationship between my mother and her and and my father was or between my mother and her mother was that's something I just noticed how this or that's something that you because you're a child you suck it all up like a sponge and it's important to figure out what is your own shit and what is shit that has nothing to do with you and how can you get rid of that. It's, I think, so important to look into yourself and see where it's all coming from because how often... It's not often just the fact that... I know that it's not only disrupting the thought pattern sometimes. It's sometimes important to figure out where it came from because... Same with my boundary issue. My boundary issue doesn't isn't solved by someone telling me st- create some boundaries because if it would be that easy, then it wouldn't be something that I'm struggling with so much, right? Because it's something that I need to figure out on my in my on my own. Where does it come from? Why do I have them? Why do I drop them all the time? And why? What what does it say about me? Where where? How did it all happen? And I think that's why I would always always suggest everyone to get someone professional to talk about their own 
mental health struggles, their own struggles, because with someone who is trained in that field and if you get a good one if and if one if it's one that you vibe with then that's basically a checkpoint in life that's my advertisement for today <laughs> yeah <laughs> um yeah 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 I'm, I'm just like i don't know what else to say right now <laughs> so i think that's it for the, for for does do you want anything do you want to say anything else after I drop this therapy bomb on you. <laughs> is it really a super deep conversation if we don't get into therapy talk? That is true. And when do I not have therapy talk? <laughs> I'm the I'm the true. biggest advertiser for, for therapy and professional help because I think mm-hmm. it's so important. And some therapy should do for anything. It's true. Amen. <laughs> yes. Cool. Cool. So thank you for chat for this conversation thank you to everybody on twitter who shared liked commented on and took our poll on imposter syndrome because you know it's such a vulnerable thing to talk about so openly and Mm -hmm. just appreciate that we were all able to have this conversation whenever this episode comes out i think it's the new year oh wow it'll be the new year but yeah i know (laughs) (laughs) there's such a backlog who who knew i know (laughs) I know. Who are we even? Who are anyway. we? I think it'll be January 7th. But anyways, that's beside the point. Cool. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Um, so see you again for another amazing episode next week. And have a good one. Bye. If you like this episode of Geek Caring, why not leave us an iTunes review? You can also find us on social at Geek Caring and over on geekcaring.com. This show is brought to you by Dragon Powered Studio. Find more at dragonpoweredstudio.com.